Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you all good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. This is great. Technology is working. Okay. <laughs> that was my How biggest thing. How you doing? Thing. That was my biggest thing. I was like, I'm sure I will have done something wrong and it won't work in some way. <laughs> I'm good. No. Hey. All good. All good. Enjoying the sunshine. Have you, have you had the chance to get out today? I went for a little walk, but um, it's mostly been it's been a lines day, so so yeah, not too much, not too much downtime. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I know yeah, but it's so day. nice to have lovely weather. It just makes such a difference. It really does, and it's been chilly at the last week. So today I, I was out lounging, and I, I loved know. it. Well, first of all, thank you so much for agreeing to come on and having a chat with me here on Stereo. I'm very, oh, very excited. Oh, thank you for having me. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I can't believe I'm looking at this little person, which is you, but not you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's I've so definitely fun. got a better jawline on Stereo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was, I was, when I was making my little person, I was like, oh, do I be truthful about the size of my chin? And then I'm like, yeah, I should, I should, I should. <laughs> Tell me, Georgie, do you have both ears pierced? Just saying, because I'm looking at you now. I, I, I am currently wearing some little hoop earrings, so that's why I put those little hoop earrings in, just for you. <laughs> but you look lovely, love. And oh, thanks, uh, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. <laughs> that's great so you know when we come on here we talk we did a lovely chat with jack silver last week and he was talking yeah. about of uh, the poltergeist uh, by philip really of course we're gonna delve so deep into the dark and disturbing world of uh, of philip's work and uh, your part within that very soon but um i suppose the very first question we always ask here on as go to theater show is what is your first memory of going to the theater Oh, that's such a good question. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's my first memory, but my grandparents made a habit of taking us to every single um, Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat show within like a 60 mile radius um, or maybe a 100 mile radius. Um, we saw that show so many times. We saw so many different productions of it. Um, and I just loved it. I was so obsessed with that show. And I had, I got, I had the video at home, the one with Donny Osmond in it. Um, and I used to watch it when I came home from school. And I remember just, yeah, being my, just like, just especially like driving home in the car afterwards with my, with my grandparents and them like asking us like what bit we enjoyed the most about the show and kind of like that, that discussion afterwards which I think is so important about theatre but also like cinema as well like you know you always want to like debrief afterwards I always do absolutely um, yeah it's because you I think you want a little bit of validation don't you that you both shared the same experience and had the same yeah. feelings yeah so, and I also am I right to feel this I know um, yeah and I, even even if I go see something on my own which I really like I really I've really gotten into well when we could go to the theatre but I really do like going to see stuff by myself but I also then always feel like well who do I get to debrief with now <laughs> I get to debrief with now 
Um, but that yeah. I think would be found... my first, my first memory. I think. I think. Amazing. Oh, I've always found that that's what Twitter's for these days. That I know. Question, that that validation. Twitter's just basically. I thought this, and then someone will say, "Oh, really? Well, I thought this," and they'll go, "How <laughs> dare you offend me in this way?" <laughs> that's basically, that's basically every conversation in, on Twitter at the moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say though, I'm very, very tempted now to get you to do all the colours from Joseph, but I won't. Or no, don't, or because I'll mess it up, and then my grandma will never speak to me again, and then it'll, it'll, be, a, it'll be a whole thing. And you'll have caused a wedge in the Henley household, and, and then oh, you'll no, feel guilty no. for the rest of your life. So I wouldn't do yes, that. If that's, I were you. that's definitely not what I'd set out to do at all. That's not that's not my objective. Um, so uh, before we get stuck in to like this really exciting new project that you've got coming up, yeah. uh, the Surrey Playhouse. So excited! I can't, I can't oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, um, I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited too, but I'm also feeling a lot of other emotions <laughs> most of them yeah. oh no, bless no, no. you i am so excited i am so excited no. yeah <laughs> well we're going to go into a few of those emotions definitely later on but i think it's um i'd really like to spend some time like talking to you about your journey and yeah. like your experiences and what you've learned to sort of lead you up to this point in in your career yes okay yeah. let's you do it, it? <laughs> absolutely uh, most important question, have you got snacks and what's your beverage of this evening? My beverage is... Did you hear that? that was a very good sentence, wasn't it? My beverage yes. of choice for this evening is a very boring bottle of water. I have a big oh. spot on my forehead, which I'm trying to flush away. Um, but my... And I also... But I do have some little cashews my uh, my little snack of choice god i'm so boring isn't that so Ooh. boring what have you water got? and cashews more, more exciting things i don't know i find that thrilling i've okay, got peanuts okay, the chili flavored <laughs> peanuts so slightly more adventurous but lovely. Uh, great well lovely. snacks at the ready so here we go <laughs> i promise you five minutes in narnia because i know that we've got people on here that really would like to to hear a little bit about your yeah experience. let's do so, it so um of course, you're loved by a whole generation and beyond, of course, uh, for your role as Lucy in the Chronicles of Narnia film series. So what was it like being so young in such an epic project like Narnia? It, insane. <laughs> insane. Because <laughs> it was my first thing I ever did. It was my first job. And I thought that I was... When I did the ori- original audition for Narnia, um, I thought that I was auditioning for a panto at the Alhambra in Bradford. Um, I didn't even know it was a film. Um, And so the whole thing just felt like, you know, that kind of stuff that you hear about in, in kind of those like fairy tale narratives. And, um, and every day was a new experience. And we we filmed it in New Zealand. So literally like me and my Mm. mum just kind of, packed up and went halfway around the world and just went on this huge adventure and I'm so I just feel so grateful to have been part of it because pretty much everything I know about kind of what I what I do now is it really has its roots there and and it's just so lovely that people people love it so much and 
Yeah. I think people expect me to be, people always think I'm going to kind of um, be a bit churlish about that. But I, I don't understand that because like it literally gave me everything, <laughs> gave me like my passion and my career and everything. And it's, you know, even now when people recognize me, they'll still say like, oh, I watch it with my mom every Christmas or like oh, <laughs> a friend of mine messaged me over over Christmas and said that her like little three-year-old niece had just watched it for the first time and was obsessed with it and it just it just means the world it's just awesome but um but I think that if I did anything that big now I would have a panic attack every day but because I was just eight years old I felt like I could conquer the world I felt like nothing was 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 too scary or too kind of new for me to have an issue with and I always try and remember that like try and remember that like kind of kid confidence of like I can do anything sure. I'm great like I'm I'm awesome like I can do anything because that's what kids do they just they just dive in it's amazing um, oh. yeah <laughs> oh I love that so much that confidence <laughs> that imagination that young kids have yeah know, dissipates as you get older it's so difficult to cling on to that it does. And it's also something that's really important for actors to have. Like, I would say that confidence and imagination is is something that, like, you, you either have to have it or you have to fake it. And imagination, you can't really fake, but you really can fake confidence. I spend every day faking, I spend every day oh. faking confidence. <laughs> and but after a while, like, you, you know, fake it till you make it. Like, it's true. If you kind of walk the walk, then eventually you'll start to genuinely feel it um so but so yeah just the most insane insane adventure but like amazing 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 <laughs> such good advice there fake it till you make it Love fake it till you make it always <laughs> <laughs> so um obviously during the filming you were still having to do your studies right yeah yeah how was that balancing the two well I loved school I was such a kind of um I was such a well, I still am a nerd but I was like such a little keen bean and always wanting to be doing school and they they were really great um on the first film um on all the films but on the first film um we literally had like these little camper vans and we just made it into a little school and we had stuff on the walls and we had a lovely group of teachers and it really felt like a kind of weird little school um but I think in terms of like focus, um, it is it, it, it was difficult at first because you had to go from being so focused in the scene and focused on everything that was happening around you and then just go like straight into maths. And that kind <laughs> of, um, yeah, it's like, and sometimes you'd only have like, you know, like half an hour at a time, like these little snatches because they're trying to like get in as much school as possible. Um, so that you can kind of meet the like legal guidelines and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so your focus is kind of pinging around all over the place, but actually I think that it helps me massively because I I've, I've realized now that I am quite good at hunkering down and focusing on something, even when there's a lot of chaos around me. And I think that that's what it maybe taught me. Um, but, but yeah, kind of a weird, a weird like I, I remember the first time that I went on a film set when I was like um after I'd graduated from school and uni and I realized that I didn't have to do school 
like in my break times and I was like what am I gonna do oh my god I'm gonna have to like chat to people and like what am I gonna do like read a book like what am I gonna do I'm gonna have all this time so it's kind of it's a funny old it is a funny old um a funny old process in that sense <laughs> yeah it's all right you could have taken your GCSEs again yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, know. I just be like, I feel like I, should, I feel like I should do them again. Yeah, I've still got all the notes. Yeah, let's yeah. do a little re- redo. <laughs> I think that's something I've always wondered about is obviously when young people are in those huge big franchises, how do mm. they get their education in? And it's so interesting to hear you talk about that, about having like little snippets of your lessons before you were yeah. on set again. It must have been very exciting at the same time. It was exciting, but also when you're the, the the really annoying thing about being about being a child on set is when you have a day off, it's not really a day off. You have to go do five hours of school. Um, mm. So everybody else gets to go have a fun day off. But unless it's a weekend or like a kind of school holiday, the, the idea is, well, you would be in school. So you have to do school. So yeah. every now and again, like, I would be very aware that some of the older actors would be going and, like, doing something really fun. And I'd just be like, oh, see you guys. Gotta go do some algebra. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really, it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's a, it's a funny old thing. But it's worth it. And I'm so glad that I did it. And um, I'm very lucky that I had a very supportive, like, my school was really supportive and... And also, like, I think I've always just been a hard worker. And I think that um, I just, you know, like, I think if I if I hadn't really enjoyed school that much, then I wouldn't have wanted to do it. But I really did enjoy it. So it wasn't mm. too much of an issue. Um, so, yeah, but it is, it, it is funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's great that you, um, you know, you had this passion for performing, but also for education. I think yeah, so it, yeah. And, and I think they feed in. I think they feed into each other as well. I think that actors are very naturally curious people, and so like your curiosity can 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 go down like so many avenues. But I guess mine was always kind of I was very curious about learning and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the next step in your education, I mean, studying at Cambridge. Yeah, um, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done so much theatre whilst there and beyond. So do you feel like that theatre is maybe where your heart lies? It's so funny because when I got to Cambridge, I felt like I was so out of my depth. I felt like I, I because I hadn't done any, I hadn't, I was in, a, I was in one show in my final year at secondary school um and it was a musical and but before then I just hadn't really done any drama at school because I felt like it was kind of raising my head above the parapet a little bit and I just kind of wanted to like keep a low profile like keep a low profile um (laughs) and so I got to Cambridge and I realized like I don't know anything about theater I I don't feel like I know anything about stage and I started going to auditions and being around all these people who were like warming up in who were like warming up in the green room and stuff and I was just like I don't even know what a warm-up is like I don't know any of these little tricks and like cool things and and so I felt like when I first started doing plays in Cambridge it was actually amazing because I felt like I was just learning so much from all the people around me and in a sense, I guess that I was bringing something which was more akin to um, 
the set of skills that you need during like film and when you're doing film and TV. And so I felt like that was what I was bringing. And that was maybe something that they hadn't, that a lot of other people hadn't experienced because it's, it's obviously more likely for people to have experience in theater than like experience in film at that age. So I felt like I was just learning so much, but also that, um, every now and again people would be like oh that's so interesting that you do that and I'd be like is it is it okay great okay that's so cool. <laughs> um, but it was really cool and the cool thing about Cambridge the Cambridge theatre scene is that everybody really just mucks in and you can put a plate like we used to put plays together in like three weeks two weeks and wow. it's like everybody is because I also like started directing when I was after I'd been there for like a year and it's that thing of like everybody mucks in everybody's bringing their own costumes everybody's painting the set like it really is just like such a group effort and I think it teaches you a lot about community and like really like being a team and like lifting each other up and there's no there's no ego and whenever there is ego those are the people who you don't really want to work with and you're just like bye Mm. (laughs) (laughs) we will not be working together again yes Um, (laughs) um so it's really nice and like all my all my kind of best friends from you know most of the people who I who who are my best friends now are people who you know I went to the fringe with and stuff and we all just kind of packed up and and made something together which is really really cool it's really it's just a great learning all of it is just such good learning you can just sit and soak it up like a little sponge it's great (laughs) sure so during that time obviously you did a lot of performances I mean shows in three weeks is incredible um, no, it's insane. What, was your, what was your favorite role to play in that time and, and why oh I don't know I mean everyone used to kind of laugh at me a little bit it, well my friends used to laugh at me a little bit because I used to do such different I was always getting cast in like such different roles like a lot of the time people would sometimes find like a niche that they were really good at so like lots of people did you know like a lot of Shakespeare or you know you do like modern stuff or whatever and but it was like I was constantly playing like all these really different characters which was really good but I was like who am I like what am I doing like, <laughs> I don't know who I am <laughs> so it was fun but prompted many an existential crisis um I, I I did um I remember doing I did the Footlights Panto in second year and because that was such a big show and I I was kind of the, like I was like the female I was like the female lead and I had I had to sing and I'd never really like nobody I'd never really talked about singing before and then suddenly I was like in the panto and everyone was like can you sing and I was like I guess like ah. <laughs> um, and that was that was just kind of that thing of because because it's kind of a really big show in the like calendar I remember sure. thinking like oh I've really you know I've got to nail this and we, we you know we had like full houses every night and you know, like my agent came to see it. And I remember thinking like, oh God, like my agent's here. And so I think that was like the big, the kind of biggest role I did. And then, and then in my last year, I did Skylight, um, Ooh, uh, yes. the David Hare David Hare. Yeah. Mm. And I did it with a good friend of mine and we were quite worried that it wouldn't work because obviously so much of it is predicated on like the age difference between the two of us. 
Um, sure. But, but he was a really fab actor and it was just the two of us on stage for most of the play. And we put that together in like two and a half weeks. And it was, I just remember, that was the first time that I felt like a good actor in my life <laughs> when I was doing that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I think I can actually do this. And that this is in my final year. So I was like thinking about, you know, what was coming next and 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 kind of thinking like, you know, I'm going to move to London and try and be an actor again and all this kind of stuff. And it just, that play really made me like think, okay, I think I can do this. I think I, I think I have something and I, I love, I love doing this. That kind of always sticks yeah. out to me. Um, That's amazing because yeah. David Hayes, obviously, Starlight is very emotionally complex. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. I remember seeing it at the National Theatre with uh, with Carrie Mulligan and Bill yes. Nye. There's so much, yeah. so much going on. Did you do you like playing those kind of characters though, where there's so much um, like subtext and underlying? I'm such a slut you know, for emotions. subtext. I love making <laughs> subtext. Like I, I like more, more, more. Like always. Like I, yeah. my problem. Because also, like I think as well. I also think that. Um, I always, if I'm ever struggling with anything in, in any job that I have, I always think, what would I do if I was eight years old? Because like, it just cuts through all the kind of other stuff that you're thinking. And it's about like telling the story. But once you've got that, if you're feeling comfy and you, and you like, you shouldn't be feeling comfy. Like, I don't think you should be feeling comfy in rehearsals. Like, and if you are, then it means that there's something you're not seeing. And it's so, it's so nice to just sit and talk and like really burrow deep into dynamics and relationships and people because, because that's what means you will have, you know, more of a chance of every single person in the audience really seeing something of themselves in what you're doing. You're just opening it up so much more and, and creating all these levels and, that's that's the good stuff that really is the good stuff if you if you can do yeah. it it's great the funniest that's thing about skylight was that you know they cook the meal on stage yes in the, yeah. yeah so we obviously couldn't do that because we were doing it in the Corp corpus playroom which is a, a wonderful theater in cambridge but it's small and it doesn't have the facilities um but our amazing set designer what he did was he put a little speaker under the under the like cooking um hob so it was like making all these sizzling noises and so it sounds <laughs> wow. like I was cooking something and I was like undoing all the you know stuff and putting it in but there comes a scene later when she's supposed to eat the pasta sauce that she's cooked and obviously I hadn't cooked a pasta sauce what I'd done is just put tin tomatoes raw garlic and onion in a pan and left it <laughs> And so I would have to come out and like be ravenously hungry and just like chow down on this like freezing cold tin tomato raw garlic concoction. And just be oh like, my. yummy, yum. I love this sauce that I've made. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that's, you know, oh, please tell like, me there's no kissing it. scenes, was there? There's no kissing there scenes. There was no what? That. No kissing scenes. 
No kissing scenes, thank God. I know. I bet my post, my my co my co-star would have been thanking all the gods. No, no kissing scenes, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah, here's Georgie with a oh, raw right. garlic breath coming in for the, for the climax. Oh my god. French style, here we go. <laughs> Excellent. Um so yes, uh obviously you've had some experiencing um some writing and some directing and stuff you've yeah, had like a lot of experience with that yeah. what was it like um directing your short film tide what was the experience like with that it was really great and it again was another example of um kind of packing up and just going going off as a little merry band of of travelers and kind of just making something on the go <laughs> um and we'd all just finished our exams so we were all very kind of delirious and also the the my two lovely producers who I work with who were friends of mine we all three of us were also um going to be uh producing and I was co-directing Sweeney Todd for the next term so we were trying to cast Sweeney Todd which is obviously this like you know bombastic operatic sumptuous musical and then and then also be prepping this kind of very intimate little short about two lesbians by the sea. <laughs> so yeah. it, was, it was like really just, it was like whiplash every time, every every time we would kind of go into a meeting. Um, it was really great. Um, and, and again, it taught me so much and I'm in the process now, well, after Tarantula, I'm hoping to be making my next short, which I'm very excited about. And, um, and you know, the best thing about Tide was that everything didn't go well. There were some things that went mm-hmm. that went really badly and we had to like redo it or like or regroup and work out what we were gonna do. And like I think that sometimes if things don't always go the way that they're supposed to, you do actually learn more and you you realise more about what you want and and how you work and all that kind of stuff. So so yeah, it was a really it was a really great experience and um and I'm just so I'm very grateful to anybody who who signed up for what was a truly a mental mental couple of days of filming. <laughs> it was so it was so fun, but also it was like it was it was deranged. It was brilliantly deranged. <laughs> oh, excellent! Can you give us any like little hints about what possibly your next short film could be about? Oh, can I? Oh. That's the question. Can I? Um... <laughs> Trying to get an exclusive here. It's, I know, an exclusive. It's, um, what can I say? I can say that I will be directing it. I can say that <laughs> there will be there will be women. That's what I will say. There will be women. There well, will be you, women. It, you heard it here first, guys. Yes. Multiple women. women. We're talking multiple <laughs> women having conversations. Yeah, that's excellent. That's the scoop. That is the scoop. Super. Georgie, would you be up for listening to some of our listeners' questions that are coming through? I can play them for you. We also have some questions coming through on Twitter, which I'll also put to you after, if that's okay. Yeah, brilliant. I have no idea how this app works, so I'm just going to take your leads. I'll I'll push the buttons, don't worry. Here we go. First we have it, we have Richie. Yo, 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 big up, people. It's your boy, Rishi's Reviews. What's going on, the one and only Keith Andrews 2020 and the ever-so-lovely 
Georgie, welcome to Stereo, and I'm it, I, I'm gobsmacked. I can't wait for this conversation. I have two questions, uh, but I'll message them in uh, as we go on. Oh, so Rish. just a hello from Rishi. Well, hello to you too, Rishi. And um, <laughs> I'm I'm so happy to be here, staring at Keith Andrews' lovely little halo halo head. So nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we've got a question from Rishi. Here we go. Heaven. I suppose the first question I'd like to ask is, to you especially, uh, this is for Georgie. Um, I know it can be quite hard for an actor to decide uh, what projects they've loved doing the most um, in their career, especially with you, because you've done some great movies in your time and great TV shows. Um, oh, But Rishi. if I had to ask one thing, it would be, if you had to go back and relive one of your movies, uh, which one would it be? Ooh, that's a nice question. <gasps> Go back and relive. God, that's a great question. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, okay, if I had to go back and relive it, it would be the first Narnia because it really was... Like, we actually did a little kind of reunion thing um, like a year ago for a, a programme that's on Disney Plus called Prop Culture. And they kind of reunited yeah. us with our props and things. And um, and we all went for dinner afterwards and we were all just kind of sitting around reminiscing and we were all looking at each other like, we were all just like, oh my God, it was so great, wasn't it? Like, we were all just like, how amazing was it? We were all just kind of like, so, so we couldn't believe like, because every time that someone would tell a really great story, you know, and, and that's another thing, you know, someone would have another story to top it. And the other thing about being a child is that you're chaperoned. So I was like, my mum was my chaperone and my mum was with me the whole time. And so you've got someone there who's taking pictures of the whole thing. So cause mm. my mum would just stand there and just like photograph everything because we would just be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so we have like hundreds and hundreds of all these pictures. Wow. Which is so great because the amount of times that I've come off a job and thought, oh God, I was so busy bloody working that I didn't take any pictures. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so we've got all these daft. So yeah, so it would be not, it would be Narnia. Um, but also I did, oh, I don't know. I'm really lucky. I've loved every job I've done and I've made friends. I've made friends on every job that I've, every job? One job, <laughs> not so much, but the, all the others, yes. <laughs> all the others, there's a scoop for you. All the well, others. Well, my next like question friends, is. <laughs> friends for life. And that's the best thing is that you, yeah, you come, you come in, you get all your get all lovely people um yeah what a great question rishi that really made me that made me think yeah that was good and my next question is what job was it that you didn't no, i'm joking i'm joking i won't <laughs> <go there. laughs> I, will, I will tell you when i when i write my memoirs there'll be a whole oh, chapter lovely. on no there won't be it's so boring no <laughs> no i have that is that's another thing about me is that I just realise this all the time as I get a bit older and I obviously like go on to different jobs and things. I'm so lucky. Like I've just worked with such lovely people because like mm. a lot of people, they have, you know, jobs that they haven't enjoyed or like horror stories of people they've worked with. And and I'm just kind of like, I've, I've had a lovely time. I've had a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Thank That's you, Rishi. Great. 
Thanks, Rishi. Right, let's see who's up next. We've got yeah. Melvin. I would like to say hello to Keith Andrews, 2020s, and Georgie Henley. I hope you both are well, having a bit of a day, of course. I'm here, I'm listening. My snack of choice, I've got a uh, chicken sandwich, kosher chicken, cobble head, very nice. There you go. There we go. I, 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 I also love I love the name Melvin because who who's called Melvin? That the giraffe in Madagascar. I'm pretty sure yes. the giraffe in Madagascar is called Melvin. Yeah. And what a relatable character. What a what an absolute <laughs> mood. What a what a there guy. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. We love a giraffe. What a guy. Right, here we go. Who we've got up next? We'll have one from Rosie and then we've got another one from Rishi. Here we go. I am absolutely loving this. Georgie, you are wonderful. It's really nice to hear somebody speak so positively about kind of their like childhood experience in the acting world and just what a special journey you've been on and absolutely can't wait to start streaming Tarantula. Um, what in the last year during COVID have you been doing to kind of keep yourself in the acting mode and, and keep alert in the industry have you been reading scripts what kind of stuff have you been up to god everyone's so nice on here i've got to come on stereo (laughs) more often (laughs) thank you rosie that is so so nice of you to say and um and yeah i i have to say i really am one of the lucky ones and um yeah, I will go to my grave talking about what a great time I had making night. <laughs> um, uh, what have I done in the last year? It's been challenging. Like, I feel like it's been really challenging for everybody. Um, and also I had just come off filming because I'd just come off filming um, a job, quite a big, uh, kind of very like exhausting job, which was the second series of a show I did called Spanish Princess. Initially, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh I, yeah I need a break like I'm gonna have a rest like you know and then I was like okay I'm ready to be working again like what's <laughs> um, a really great thing that I did in the first lockdown was um a, a, my my lovely friend um Ellie Hayden runs a wonderful theatre company called Siberian Lights and um they basically it's a company for women and non-binary um creatives in the industry and um they basically did weekly readings of plays and they would just like send out a pdf of a play and it was a really nice way of kind of feeling like you were doing a little bit of acting but it wasn't too intense and it made me realize more than ever that like you know, that's a really good thing for anybody to do. Like anybody who just kind of wants to dip their toe in the industry or kind of use that muscle. Like it's such a good way of just, of 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 doing some some work without there being too much pressure. Um, sure. And then, and then I kind of really went ham on writing because I normally don't really have the time to write in the way that I want to write. Um, so I kind of buried myself in a little hermit cave and was churning out, <laughs> churning out all stuff that I've kind of been wanting to churn out for quite a while, um, which was really great. And I also um, watched a lot of things, watched a lot of movies um, and watched a lot of reality TV as well, um, <laughs> which I actually think is great for acting. I really think that... Sure. Because 
especially if you're watching something which is quite raw and really messy you're really seeing how people react to things and it's like I made my way through a couple of franchises of Real Housewives um, and I'm not ashamed to say that um, and I think I'm a better actor for it Keith Andrew I think I'm a better actor for it um, <laughs> And then but I will say, I will say that this has been hard for everybody in all elements of the industry. Like I, I have auditioned, I've done a lot of self tapes on my own. I live on my own. And so doing self tapes has been hilarious because I've kind of had to balance everything, have my friend on Zoom, like Zooming in to talk um, and do the lines. But I've also auditioned for a lot of jobs that I haven't got. And there's just less jobs out there at the moment. And so there's kind of mm. that like competitive, not like that competitive thing. of like every time the stakes get a little bit higher, every time you get a job come in and, and that competitive thing where you're thinking like, oh, I, I, I would normally, this is something that I think I would normally get or like, not even that, but like, you know, on a normal year, like maybe I should have had more, I should have had more auditions coming in or something like that. Just can't think like that. It's unprecedented circumstances. Basically anybody who's made it through this year has done the best they can do, the best job that they can do. Um, so yeah, it's a very long winded answer to everything I've been up to in the last, oh, and I will say another thing that really helped me, even though this isn't, massively connected to acting but um but I did I I've been doing a lot of volunteering um at, 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 at a local food bank and also at a vaccine site when that opened up and going there weekly and I think the hardest thing about about this whole thing is that people have not been in contact with other people it was so mm -hmm. and that 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 kind of numbs you as an actor because you're used to if you're used to people watching like I could I could sit and stare at people in a cafe all day and people watch and look at what they're doing and what they're talking about and their mannerisms and all that kind of stuff and like if you are just doing anything that means that you're around people in circumstances like these and for me that was volunteering it made a massive difference in just me feeling like okay, I don't feel like a weird alien in my flat. I feel like I'm still a human and I still understand how humans work a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. It's, just, it's yeah. like having your the socialness cut off. It's, it, it's shocking for the first sort of two, three weeks, especially in that first lockdown. It was like not seeing anybody, not having that communication. And like you said, it was you're so weird. And you love that people watching when there's no people yeah. to watch apart from on a square box on Netflix. It's quite difficult. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of weird yeah. because even even in the sense of like watching films and stuff like that, it starts to become a little bit uncanny valley. And you're like, am I? I watched The Matrix mm. a couple of months ago in lockdown. <laughs> Let me tell you, do not watch The Matrix in lockdown, right? That will... <laughs> Can I swear on here, Keith Andrew? Of course you can. Okay, watching The Matrix in lockdown, that will fuck you up. Do not do that, all right? <laughs> do not watch The Matrix in lockdown. I was like, and I, I'm completely smiling. Like, what does it all mean? It was insane. insane. You took the insane. red pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. And then a friend of mine okay. was in Mexico. A friend of mine who was in Mexico um, then walked past a cafe called Red Pill the next day and sent me a picture. And I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. 
I don't need to know. I don't need to know. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Don't go I'm in. Good. Don't have the special. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you mentioned um, you mentioned the Spanish princess there. Like, was yes. that really fun? All those massive costumes. Do you love all that? Like, it was so fun. Yeah, I can imagine. It was so fun. And again, like, I know I keep banging on about it, but the nicest group of people, like, we were such a, we were just such a lovely, we were just such a lovely crew of people. And um, we were filming in Bristol and it was the hottest, the, the first series, it was the hottest summer on record for like, I can't remember how many years. Um, and we were flouncing around in corsets and leather and horse and you know like riding horses with capes and gloves all this kind of stuff and we did it was my birthday actually we were filming a funeral scene on my birthday and we had (laughs) to have which which is great great part of being an actor um and we we had to have the fire we had to be in this like big hall with the fires all burning we were all in like black (laughs) all in like black and it was boiling hot outside and and we were watching the food, like the feast food, melt on the plate in front of us. Like it was melting. There was a blancmange, a blancmange, which just like broke in half. And I was sitting next to, I was sitting next to Charlotte Hope, who plays the Spanish princess. And she just looked at me at one point and she was like, where am I? What are we doing? <laughs> it's like completely delirious. I was like, I have no idea. I, I don't even, I don't even, I'm so delirious. Yeah, it was insane. It was truly insane. Um, oh but yeah, God, the I'm most crying. fun job, the most fun job. And and yeah, sorry. I'm just like, it's, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's insane. Brilliant. truly insane. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> little in, little right, insight. Actually, you can go to my, I can't remember if I had it on my, I feel like I did put it on Instagram at some point, but it was must have been ages ago. But yeah, I did, I did have photographic evidence of the blamange, um, the blamange being in, in two. Um, anyway, anyway. Oh that's like word of the day is blamange. Blamange always. That's my word um, of the day every day is blamange. That's how I like to wake up every morning. Blamange. Can you blamange. just um? Can you just tell people what your Twitter, what your Instagram handle is, by the way, which nearly oh god, me yeah, okay. <laughs> so my Instagram handle is awkward crone, um, all lowercase <laughs> at awkward crone. If you if you want to, you know, beat me if you want to reach me. Um, but it's because everyone's got my everyone had taken my name. There was loads of oh. like fake fake Georgie Henley. So when I finally. It was actually when I was filming Spanish Princess. Um, everyone was like, make an Instagram, you weirdo. I was like, okay. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I logged on. And I and then it was like, Georgie Henley, not available. Geo Henley, because sometimes I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm Geo, Geo Henley Real, which I think is so obnoxious mm-hmm. if you have to put real <laughs> in the title. It's like already, I, I just want to put a disclaimer being like, I'm not a dickhead, I promise. It's just that like people keep taking my name. Yeah. So it's Awkward Crone. And I the thing is, is that I love Awkward Crone and I I love Awkward Crone. But here is a scoop, Keith Andrew. I feel that okay. I'm outgrowing Awkward Crone a little. And 
what I I tried to change so I tried to change it the other day to my next era which is going to be Righteous Hog um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Instagram wouldn't let me they wouldn't let me change it to Righteous Hog apparently when you're verified you can't just change your name willy nilly um, which is very unfortunate so you know Watch this space. Righteous Hog is incoming, but maybe oh needs goodness. a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to stay professional here, but I'm crying. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. It's not that a good, good. You know what? It's not a good. Oh, um, yeah. it's not a good stereo show unless someone is in tears. Is what I've heard. <laughs> I'm gonna get that on t <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while I compose myself, let's hear from yes. a uh, question from Rishi. Hopefully, I'll Wonderful. be <clears throat> I'll be back to normal <laughs> then, and then we're gonna delve into the dark and delicious world of Philip Ridley. Here Ooh, we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, Georgie, I also heard in the grapevine that you might possibly be in the prequel to the Game of Thrones. Uh, so can you shed some light uh, on your character, maybe? I know you can't give away too much of the story in that, but maybe on your character and who you'd be playing. Oh, oh, cheeky, Rishi. Very cheeky. Very cheeky. Um, yes, I... So, funny story. It's, it's kind of a short story, but I was um, in the prequel for Game of Thrones, but it, it's not the one that's going ahead. So I was, I shot a pilot. We all shot, we all went to Belfast and shot a pilot, um, which again, loveliest group of people ever. We were all very excited <laughs> to spend. We really was. We had the best time ever. I was, I was very nervous because I was like, I've always, um, I'm actually like my sister. I'd read, I've read all the books. My sister loves the books. We'd watch the show. So I was very, very excited. Um, but yeah it's not going ahead which is which was again like a, like I felt like I got dumped like you feel like when something like that happens it's literally like you know you you, you do get a little bit heartbroken um mm. but I'm just so grateful that we got to actually shoot the pilot because I still feel like I, I had that experience I I got to be that character which was, you know, the, I, I was in love with this character. I was in love with her. She was amazing. I got to, I got to wear the costumes. I got to meet the people. You know, I got, I got, I got to still have that experience, if that makes sense. Um, no, absolutely. But I, yeah, but I'm very, but I'm, I'm, I'm very, I was, I was very heartbroken that it didn't go forward, but very glad to just have been a part of it. And also, like, yeah, I'll say it again. I know I've already said it once before, but the best group of people. We just had the best time. We were just running around Belfast being dickheads. It was amazing. It was so fun. We had the best time. It was great. It was great. Well, there you so. go. And that's the experience that you'll remember. And that's the so. experience. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, you had that. Yeah. Exactly. I, I absolutely did. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, we're going to delve into, like I said, the dark and delicious world of Philip Ooh, Ridley yes. right now. Are you ready? Are you ready to go there? Am I ready to go? I am. I was ready. I was ready yesterday, Keith Andrew. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm so ready. 
it's so okay, funny so because my whole be... my whole brain at the moment is just Philip Ridley, Philip Ridley, Philip Ridley. Like when you're when you're doing it, when you're actually mm-hmm. doing like it's it's really like you're living in that world. You really are living in his world in a way. It's yeah, it's it's brilliant. Anyway, sorry, go go go. The questions. Yes, no, I was going to say. Go, I don't go. think it's, it's it's no secret here on. Um, the Stereo Theatre show that Philip Ridley is my favourite playwright of all time. So <gasps> oh, even... really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I it was my mission to go and see as many <gasps> Philip Ridley productions in London as possible. Oh, uh, I think exciting. one of the best was Pitchfork Disney at, um, at a town hall, uh, which I still have flashbacks to quite was it short? Was it Shoreditch, and... Shoreditch Town Hall? Yes, yes. Oh my god! I saw that one. Wasn't it amazing? It was fantastic. I sat on a crate. It was amazing. And uh, lovely. The moment when the moment when the gimp arrives, um, it, I still break out in hot sweat just thinking about it. So, yeah, great production. Amazing. <laughs> poor crate with you sweating on top of it. God, God bless it. God bless oh, that thanks, crate, Georgie. You're welcome, and if, if you're listening, sweet crate, <laughs> I'm sure Keith Andrew is very apologetic. <laughs> Thank you for your We'll have to get the crate on production. next week. That's going to be the guest for next week, is the crate from the shortest channel. Absolutely, <laughs> that would be a very Disney. short interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you're going to be start- starring in a live stream of Philip Ridley's yes. uh, Tranchula yes. from... The 30th of April to the 1st of May 2021 at the Surrey yes. Playhouse. And if you want details, you can go to the Surrey Playhouse at co. Uh, sorry, .co.uk. If I get that right, um, I might get attacked by a producer. But hopefully <laughs> that was an information for you. Also, so you, I have the link in all of my... I also have the link in all of my... I finally Ooh. have a link. I realised how to put a link in a bio, finally. So <laughs> the link is in my bio on Instagram, <laughs> which, as we've already mentioned, is at Awkward Crone. <laughs> <laughs> at Awkward Crone. Find her on at Instagram. Awkward Crone, Righteous Hog Pending. Anyway, sorry, Philip Ridley, go for it. <laughs> Well, you did mention to me in in an email that you and technology were not friends. So I'm, I'm yes, we're so not friends. I yeah, in the bio, I repel. Then. I repel her. <laughs> I really do repel her. I've tried to woo her with all of my with all of my attempts, but she every time she's just like, get away from me, get away from me, <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> um, but this isn't your first experience with Philip Ridley. Like, it isn't. No, called angry. What was that like? That was my first stage job, professional stage job. And it was also my first job out of uni. Um, So I was just had a week of just kind of permishitting myself, um, like in the run up to it. Um, But it was really amazing. It really like... In terms of, I feel like I kind of have a habit of jumping in at the deep end and then just kind of swirling around and and trying to trying to swim, and then I always end up doing some kind of like okay doggy paddle, um, and then and then comes the front crawl. But you know you got to like fake the doggy paddle until the front crawl comes. Um, and it was so amazing. It was. I mean, I had written essays about Phil at uni. Like I had literally. 
And I remember when, whenever there was a Philip Ridley play that someone was putting on in Cambridge, everyone wanted to, everyone wanted to get on it. Like I auditioned for Mercury Fur. I had my heart set on trying to get into Mercury Fur at uni and I didn't get it. And I was like, yeah. Um, so I felt like there's just nowhere to hide. Like, especially with monologue stuff, like there really isn't anywhere to hide. Um, so it was a really amazing experience and I'm so lucky because I was working with a wonderful director called Max Lindsay who is still such a great friend of mine and we really just supported each other throughout the whole thing and he kind of taught me everything that I am now you know like it's so it was so funny going into Tarantula like I already felt a lot more kind of armed with the tools that I needed to to go into this script coming off angry um Mm -hmm. and we just had the most amazing with the most amazing audiences like people were coming in and just really loving the show in 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 a way that I don't think I'd quite allowed myself to to speculate about like in my head I was like I just can't can't think too much about what people are going to think or you know the audience or anything like that and then Mm -hmm. just the most incredible receptive audiences who were just like so there and you know part of angry was we were supposed to be talking to the audience a lot and really seeking people out and looking at them in the face and I felt like people wanted to talk back to me it was such a beautiful thing like I could really see that people were just in it um which was just the coolest thing so so yeah I'm really I'm really was so excited to do tarantula because I had such a great time doing angry um but they're also very different shows so it's kind of been interesting exploring that sure so how did uh tarantula come about for you tarantula came about um it all happened quite quickly um and i came in for a meeting and i hadn't worked with uh, vibhika green who's directing tarantula we hadn't met before but i obviously knew that she'd done great stuff with the poltergeist and um the beast monologues that phil had done i mean phil has just been an absolute um like machine during lockdown and has just created even more like brilliant things just like churning out all this stuff i'm like how are you being so productive and amazing like (laughs) i i I, don't even understand it like um so so yeah just literally and and read and then um and then found out the day after and then it was announced and then i was like okay i'm doing it then (laughs) this is really happening wow um it was quick it was really quick and then it really was just like all right it's time to time to get to work and really you know getting stuck straight in um with it which has just been wonderful and I'm, I'm really a, a, a really great thing has been that we have been able to do some in-person rehearsals which makes all the difference because I don't really know what would have happened if it would have been all on zoom given my technological mm. capabilities as you can imagine <laughs> <laughs> yes turn your camera on Georgie, yes, Georgie, I can yeah. see you, but you are not saying anything. <laughs> I, know, I, I can know. just see the top of your head. <laughs> the camera. Oh, um, God, but you're, you're joking, but it's true. I... This has happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, no spoilers, darling. No but, spoilers, uh, yeah. Can you give us uh, any hint whatsoever about uh, Tarantula's 
plot and maybe a little bit about your character yes what I okay what I can say is that she is going on her first date she's a teenager who's going on her first date um and it's funny there's I feel like there's quite a lot of me in the character. I think it's probably the closest character I've ever played to my real life, if that makes sense, just with like certain mm. things, um, which has been really interesting. Um, oh God, what can I say? Yeah, she's going on a date. <laughs> um, she um, She's very excited about the date. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's basically it's it's really it's a journey through trauma it's a journey through recovery it's a journey through discovery it's it's about identity it's about memory it's about um uh it's 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 really about the the human brain in a way about how your brain can play tricks on you and and or or things you know things you're not even conscious of it's about a lot of things Andrew it's about a lot of things <laughs> um yeah that's that's probably all I can that's probably all I can say and when you see yes. it you will understand why I'm kind of so hesitant to give anything away because it really is such a it's so it's such a twisty it's just such a twisty roller coaster. Like even when I was reading it for the first time, every time that I thought I knew where it was going, it would just be like left swerve. Okay, we are going <laughs> in a completely different direction to what I thought was coming. Um, sure, it's fab. Yeah, it really is great. Well, that's amazing. And and anyone who's not familiar with um, Philip Ridley's work, he does a lot of his work does sort of exist in this almost dark elements of fairy tale um you know sort of you know in between sort of reality and yeah there's something really. yeah that you're so right there's something i it's almost as if you, like there's a philip ridley universe it's kind of like there's a marvel mm. universe or whatever it's kind <laughs> of like there's always an element of the surreal and the uncanny and the really fun thing about that as an actor is how far you push that but then there's also real kind of grounded naturalism where it's kind of you're you're, you're getting to the real bones of what it means to just be a human in the world doing your best you know and and dealing with the cards that you've been dealt um it's um and the way that he navigates those kind of two, well, not even two, you know, multiple ideas of genre and tone is what I think makes him the incredible artist that he is. And and, mm -hmm. and it's what, when people try and not copy, but kind of lean too much on his work for their own, you know, stuff that they're writing, you can really tell how difficult it is because because he does it so seamlessly and it has to be from his brain, if that makes sense. Like it really is just how his brain works and it's, it's beautiful. Um, I, I completely get that. And it's almost yeah. like um, in film, for example, someone like David Lynch, you know, a lot of people try to copy completely. David Lynch's work 
and they just can't. There's this essence that he brings to his di- like directing and his storytelling that just can't be imitated. And I feel definitely the same with Philip Ridley. Yeah, and it, it also really comes like, I mean, I'm really, <laughs> it's really funny because I would now call Phil a friend. And that's kind of something that has taken me a, a while to accept because for a while I just kind of <laughs> couldn't get over the idea that I was like, wait, but you're Philip Ridley and I've written essays about you and like, we can't be friends. Like, I can't have your number in my phone. Like that. And I even now get the thing of, oh, I'm such a dork. But like, I even now get the thing of every time he emails me because it comes up as Philip Ridley in my phone, I'm like, Philip Ridley's emailed me. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. But... Anyway, my point is, my point is, is that the more time that you, the more time that you spend with Phil, it's so funny because he's just the sweetest, loveliest man. And he's so kind of Mm. gregarious and, and, and he's a very just, he's just the best person to have a conversation with. And so it's also finding that person in his work as well. And kind of finding a lot of people focus on, the fact that his work is very dark and very intense and and you know you have to kind of really buckle up when you watch it but there's also mm. a real sense of like goodness in and and but it's just hard to find and the little glimmers of it in his characters and 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 uh and how they deal with certain situations and um yeah it really is just he's the kind of person it's so funny because he's the he's the kind of person who like the more that you talk to him when you go back to the script you're kind of like oh shit yeah like okay all right now we're cooking (laughs) um it's really it's, it's been such a brilliant process and I'm so lucky that I've got to kind of do it do it again do it for a second time um sure it's so nice to hear so nice to hear that he is uh you know they always say don't meet your heroes but from the exactly sound of it, i know like i know amazing. that's the worst yeah. thing about this industry is that is that every now and again you know the idea of like don't meet your heroes like you do every now and again meet someone and you're like oh you're you're an asshole that's so frustrating <laughs> but it means yeah. that whenever you meet someone who's just lovely and brilliant and and like asking you how you are and you're just like what but you're you're philip ridley like you it's just yeah. it's a good thing it's a great thing it's a great absolutely. thing absolutely can you do me one favor <laughs> yes um when you next like elbow you know bop him to say hello because that's yes. what you have to do these days can you just internally just say that's from keith andrew one of your that's from keith andrew i will i do know what just even better the day the day that I can give <laughs> him a hug, I will whisper yes. in his ear very slowly. Give him a squeeze from me. Very that squeeze. Sounds weird. Weird. That sounded weird. <laughs> That's what I'll do. That is what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Um, Actually, that was you that, may not that be emailing the... you much after that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was actually that was the hardest thing the other day is that he came into rehearsal and um, just not being able to. It is quite. I hadn't seen him in a really long sure. time and not being able to hug. Um, but it's coming, mm. it's coming, and it's from Keith Andrews, apparently. Yes, I can't <laughs> wait. I'll feel it. I'll use the force to feel it, definitely. <laughs> um, just a couple more questions. I've got some uh, questions as well from our listeners, so I'll hit those first, and I've got oh, some I just want to uh, to find out very quickly. Here we go. Here we go, Ryan. Uh, I, okay, so I absolutely love you as an actress. You're phenomenal. 
Um, <laughs> so I have a question. What would be or what are some of your dream roles, be it stage or screen? Oh, that's a nice one. Oh, what a great question. Um, <laughs> that is such a great question. Um, I have something that I'm working on, which I'm writing, which would be my dream role. Um, which is funny because I never write for myself. I always write, I always just write ideas and I never put roles in for myself. And then my management are always like, write yourself roles. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's not how my brain works. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, so that, but I I can't really, can't really say who that is. Um, But, oh, so many. I feel like every time I read, I would love to do, I would actually love to do um, something classic. I would love to do some Shakespeare or a Greek tragedy because um, I I just would love to be able to do something which has a lot of history behind it and... Hmm and and make it make it fresh and 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 do it myself like I I always think that that is such a gift to be able to be like aware of of who came before you but also thinking okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna do this um god that's so that's so such a that's such a um like kind of basic question in the sense that you know so many actors have things that they want to do but I can't think of anything I think for me it's more about I always have people I want to work with like I'll watch you know I'll watch something like you know like Andrea Arnold or like Lynn Ramsey and I'll always just think like god I want to work with you like I want to be directed by you I want to be in your stuff um or even you know like Alice Birch and um Casey Mitchell I I just would love to work with those people um there's lots of people I would like D Rees I'd love to work with Ava DuVernay I'd mm. love to work with um Chloe Zhao I'd love to work with like, I just love to work with these people um uh what is that I'm trying to think wow. if there's one thing I'm like looking at my bookshelves I'm looking at my bookshelves <laughs> um well I've got I don't I've got know a, sort of a bit of a sub question for you okay okay if you were yeah. offered an iconic role a role that was would literally change your life and you knew it would change your life for example if the bbc emailed you tomorrow and said we want you to audition for the next doctor who would you what would how would you feel about that oh see that's tricky because because you've got to kind of you've got to kind of believe that you're the person for it. That is really the faking it till you make it, isn't it? You've got to really think <laughs> I'm the best, I'm the best person for this. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, I, I really am up for anything that's different to what I've done before. So I'm not really, um, I don't really want to do the same things, you know, again, like mm-hmm. even working with Phil again, it's so nice to be doing something that's so different to Angry because I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much if it had been, but just because it would be the same thing and I always want to do different stuff. But even after Narnia, like I got offered a lot of fantasy things and I just didn't want to do mm. them because I felt like I was just going to be playing the same character again. I just wanted to do like new stuff. Um, sure. But like, uh, but yeah, I mean, I... 
I'm always happy to take any role that is offered my way. <laughs> Not any role, but like, <laughs> no, I've, I would be, I would be very okay with being, with, with being the next Doctor Who, even though I won't be, but that's okay. okay. That's I, I'm, I'm okay with so, that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just finishing off this tweet. Hashtag Georgie Henley for no! There you go. No! I've sent you Chris Chibnall. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite thing, thing about the fact that it was Jodie Whittaker doing Doctor Who is that this is just such a sidebar, but she went on an American talk show and I can't remember what it was. It might have been Stephen Colbert or maybe it was Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. but they had to subtitle her because of her like Northern <laughs> accent. They had the subtitles on and she said she was from Huddersfield, yeah. which is like near where I grew up. And they spelt yeah. it as in Hooders, Hooders Feld, as in like H O O D E R Z, and then and like Field. And I was like, oh, come on, come on. So good. So silly. Oh, my word. <laughs> they, they want a more RP doctor for the next one, maybe. So they don't maybe. Have to, I don't know. I thought Oh, bless. Now, I think it's important to bring this up very quickly, but um, Tarantula will be streaming. Uh, yes. Do you know yet whether you're going to have anyone in the audience uh, when it's stre- being streamed or will you be just performing to us at home? It will just be me in the theatre. Um, mm. There won't be an audience, um, which is something that I think is the thing that scares me the most because, like, as I was just talking about angry, like, so much of my experience with that was predicated on the like on like being there with the audience um mm-hmm. and even and also the timing of it has to be very um just so meticulous because you know like you're not going to have people laughing at if 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 you're if it's a funny line but they might be laughing at home so you kind of have to allow yeah. for that to happen um uh it's uh, luckily tarantula isn't that much of a comedy um but like all good tragedies <laughs> there is there is comedy in it um so yeah there won't be an audience we've got three performances we have um two evening performances and then we have a matinee which is going to be captioned which i'm so happy about so if anybody is listening who would um appreciate captions um the matinee on the 1st of may is um designed specifically for you um and we would so love you to to come and watch and um so yeah so actually getting used to that medium of it being staged but also being filmed is kind of a an an amazing hybrid which I'm getting my head around um but I also think that I'm kind of maybe suited to it in the sense that I had my start in film and kind of I'm used to having a big camera looking at me and pretending that I I'm not phased by it, if that makes sense. Um, sure. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so it's, it's going to be quite, it's, it's just been a huge learning curve, the whole thing, even, even this. Um, and I would love to be able, I, I don't know, it will be streaming. I think it will be streaming for a little while afterwards. And then, um, you know, I'd love to be able to do it live in front of an audience when things are, um, when things are a bit more back to normal but um but but if not then um then i think the streaming itself will will be its own kind of different beast which is great 
Well, I just want you to know, Georgie, that obviously all of us here will be watching it. Um, oh. And we will all be standing up, uh, giving you a standing ovation at the end. So when you're there <laughs> and you're performing, just picture us in our pyjamas with our cups of tea, standing up Yay! and giving you the biggest round of applause. We've, oh, absolutely. I really yeah, will very, picture very that and it will make me very happy. Yeah. That is so lovely. Yeah. I know one thing I'm really happy about is that is that it, it's, you know, worldwide. It's like, you can, you can watch, watch it all around the world. You know, people, mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got friends who probably wouldn't be able to have seen it if it wasn't being streamed because of where they live or, you know, whatever. So in a way, I'm really excited. I'm really excited that, like, you know, my grandma's friends in Yorkshire <laughs> can strap oh. themselves in for a Philip Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, oh my, oh my, have a glass of prosecco and watch me torture myself for a couple of hours. Glass of prosecco, St John's ambulance on standby. I think they're going to be fine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Lovely. We've got some more uh, questions that have come through. Let's hit some things very quickly. Here we go. Hi Keith. Hi Georgie. Um, very interested and really looking forward to your new play at the Southwark. Playhouse, um, and I just wondered if your first kiss, Georgie, not yours, Keith. Wondered if your first <laughs> kiss was memorable. Um, was it revolting? Mine was revolting, um, <laughs> and I just wondered if um, you had to draw on the memories of your first kiss for your new play. Oh, what a mm. great question! And I love the little icon. That was a particularly iconic <laughs> icon. Um, so that was Melissa Wen. She was uh, she was my drama teacher growing up. Oh my god! Melissa. Amazing! Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, so she's coming to support. Thank you, Melissa. Great question. Drama teachers really are like the the gods of the world, aren't they? Like they really they're Absolutely. doing the good work. We love drama teachers. <laughs> this, is, this is this is a drama teacher stand club. We love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can tell you for a fact that I did not draw on my own experiences of my first kiss because my first kiss happened on a film set. Um, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> my first kiss happened on the set of a film I was doing called Perfect Sisters. I was 16, um, which I know is quite late to have your first kiss. Um, but I was, but I was so there. I was all talk. Um, and I was 16. The guy who I was kissing was playing a 16 year old, but he was actually 24. So he had, he had had many kisses in his life. Um, and my mum was there, and my mum very sweetly told him that it was my first kiss. <laughs> before we had done it and said that I was very nervous and then she came over and was like I've told him and um I've told him and um and so you know he knows and I was like why did you tell him I'm like, I'm just telling him. <laughs> um and it was the scene is kind of the scene is in a canteen it happens in a lunch canteen so there were also like a hundred extras um all the crew um it was awful, Keith Andrew. It was awful. It was, oh my word! Was, I'm literally bright red right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm actually. I'm sweating through my dress as I'm talking <laughs> because it was so. And they actually. Do you know what? This is the funniest thing. I was wearing, a. I was wearing like a long sleeved tight top, and it was light grey. 
and they had to give me little panty liners to put under my armpits because I was sweating so much. I was sweating through the fabric of my costume. So these huge sweat patches, they had to blow dry my sweat patches and give me like silky panty liners to put underneath. Um, and then I had to make out with this poor boy who felt ter- who felt terrible about himself. He felt like oh. like he was taking something from me, and um, <laughs> oh, it was awful. But we did it, and it was fine. We did it, and it was fine. And then um, and then the director always likes to tell the story of how um, one of the producers then leaned over to my mum and was like that's definitely not her first time. And I was like, ah! Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah! I was like, I can't help it. I'm just naturally gifted kisser. Like, I'm sorry that I'm so brilliant at this on my first time. Oh, my goodness. But, oh, God. It was... The actual kiss was fine. But, um, but yeah, the, 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 what... I mean, ugh, definitely one for the memoirs. I mean, what an absolute... <laughs> What a shit show, honestly, what a shit show. Covered, <laughs> covered in absorbents to stop the sweat coming through. I How know, romantic. Who says I romance know. is dead, right? But that who said romance is dead, but that is why shout out to costume departments everywhere for dealing with sweaty actresses and making it work somehow. <laughs> um it's truly like they, they really go. are. If we're talking about unsung heroes, like all the, the <laughs> That I, I could speak for hours about the the amount of times that a, a, a lovely costume person has just like saved my ass from complete <laughs> embarrassment in some in some in some projects oh. I'm doing. Oh, so fantastic. there you go, there you go. There's my that's there my you go. Thank you very much, Melissa. That was very um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, insightful. Melissa. Thank you for, 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 for asking okay, that. Question. Uh, here from Rosie, which I think is uh, linked to what we were talking about earlier. Are you having an audience in Tarantula? Because obviously the previous play at the Southwark um, with by Philip Ridley was Poltergeist and they didn't have an audience. Are, is Covid relaxed enough for you to have an audience? Or is it actually preferable not to because you can't have like a full audience and so it's better to go completely stripped back? Mm. Yeah, we yeah. did. We've actually so... listed Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is just the same setup as Poltergeist, um, which is kind of brilliant in the sense that um, everybody else is very, um, everybody else understands that medium. And obviously Poltergeist was so brilliant. Um, so we're just kind of, you know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, sure. and that's what we're going with. Yeah, so it'll be very similar to Poltergeist mm-hmm. in that sense. The, the reason why I said earlier, please, please really do picture us at home clapping you <laughs> and giving you standing up picture because um, Melissa, who left the kissing question, uh, we yeah. streamed the poltergeist at the same time together and we both had the, a very strong emotion uh, when the actor was up uh, bowing at the end to no yeah. applause from the audience. We had a very yeah. like visceral reaction to that. It made us really, really sad for him. Uh, but I just, but again, I just want to to stress to you that everyone watching at home is so, is going to be like clapping and supporting you so oh, much. Oh, so. thank you. That's so lovely. Absolutely. And I, I really, I can really totally understand why you had that that reaction. Mm. I've had it a couple of times when I've watched kind of COVID safe stuff, which meant which has meant that people haven't had the audience, and um, you do really feel you do really feel for the actor and. 
um I I kind of hadn't pictured that that will be I hadn't pictured that that would be me but um but you know I'm, I'm hoping that like I said who knows maybe we'll get a, an, an opportunity to do it in front of a live audience and I really hope that Joe who did Poltergeist also gets that opportunity um so yeah fingers crossed we'll see we'll see but but I will absolutely be picturing you I, that is so sweet I will <laughs> <laughs> with my halo yeah with the halo yeah with, with <laughs> Mel- and Melissa's perfect rainbow glasses and your halo was perfect mix there you go you've got like a, a stag do on um, that night surely <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got a couple more messages, and then, um, then Georgie, it's plug time. Absolute hundred percent, full on plug time for uh, for Dracula. Okay. So here we go from Pete. Here we are. Good evening. How are you both? Hope you're both having a wonderful Monday. Keith, lovely to see you again, my friend. Hope you're well. Thank you, Pete. And Georgie, <laughs> lovely to meet you. Um, mm-hmm. hope you are well. Uh, I am just chipping in and going to stick around, see what the topic is. And it's a stereo theatre show again. We love the theatre show, don't we, Keith? Yes, we do. Yes, we We do. do. We do. We really do. Thank you very much. Right here. Oh, we've got uh, an American uh, fan for you here. Here we are. Georgie! Thanks for joining us on stereo. We really appreciate it. Wow. Did you hear that? I said your name and thunder cracked. It's a sign from Odin. Um, or is it Zeus? I don't know. I'm not too down on this stuff. Um, anyway, listen. Uh, yeah, Keith Andrew, big deal. Was going to record, but I don't think I could get that lightning to crack again. Uh, big deal on stereo. Great personality. All around one of the best content creators. And my not-so-secret uh, stereo man crush. Um, don't tell my wife. And uh, no, I love you on the show also. All right. Seen all of them. Even watched The Spanish Princess. Uh, my wife has read all those books that they're based on. So we're there with you. Thank you again for being here. We really appreciate it and love the content so far. Keith oh. Andrew, he has even watched The Spanish Princess. Even, <laughs> even, even The Spanish Princess. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I, I that truly, was a compliment, I, I'm sure. I, I will absolutely take it as a compliment. Let me tell you, I'll take it as a compliment. Um, I feel, I really feel that I'm sitting here with with a wonderful stereo content creator. What a what a moniker! That's awesome. Oh, thank you. That's really kind of yeah. thank you, Flips, uh, for coming in and getting involved in the stereo theatre show. We are so so lucky to have you here, Georgie. I'm not going to lie to you. I was nervous at the beginning you were nervous you are, oh you're an absolute joy you you are oh, such a joy you. i don't think i've laughed so much in a long time so thank you so much oh you're, gosh oh yeah what a, oh, what well, a you... perfect perfect guest thank you oh, so much I really appreciate that well it's been um, very fun to talk about everything and you've also saved me from from crying into my lines so no no I kid I kid not crying just just a little whimper every now and again just a small whimper just a little (laughs) so um yes Georgie tell us all about where um our lovely listeners can seek out tarantula Yes, so Tarantula will be happening on the 30th of April and the 1st of May. There are three performances. 
You can book everything through the Southwark Playhouse website, or as I previously mentioned, you can go to the link in my bio, <laughs> Instagram at Awkward Crone, or Twitter at Geo Henley Real. Neither of them are my real name, and I hate myself for it. Um, and if you, um, and also if you would prefer a captioned performance, that is the matinee on the first of May. And what else can I say? It's being um, it's been directed by Vibka Green. It's written by Philip Ridley. It will it will make you question everything you've ever known in life. You will love it. I hope. Um, yeah, please come watch. It'll be great. <laughs> but most of all, most of all, it stars the amazing. But most of all, Georgie I'm Henry. in it. The old <laughs> exactly. crone herself, Georgie Henley. <laughs> The uh, the old crow. No, I can't even remember what the other one. What was the other one? What did you try the to write? Righteous hog herself. Righteous <laughs> hog, soon to be artist yeah. formerly known as the crone, will <laughs> be appearing. I know. FKA Twigs doesn't have anything on me. It's going to be FKA crone. <laughs> um, Please do yes. go, go and support it, guys. Get on the sewitplayhouse.co.uk. And book your tickets. Um, it's going to be an absolute showstopper. I cannot wait. Georgie, unfortunately, our time is up. I could talk to you all night. Seriously, I could. Yeah, but, uh, forever. We're, 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 we're going to be best friends from now on, basically. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there we go. See you in Soho. Um, <laughs> amazing. So really, really appreciate you coming on. I, I really hope that you'll come on again with us uh, soon if you have some uh, upcoming projects talk a, a little bit about your writing maybe some short film stuff which I also yeah I'll well, maybe I'll so. see if there's any more scoops I can tell you about any te- more awful kisses <laughs> I've had <laughs> absolutely and don't forget to get on Twitter guys hashtag Georgie Henley for Dr. 14 thank you oh, very much oh god <laughs> let's make this happen <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I, I only want 3% and a, and a tour around the TARDIS. So I'm not asking for much, surely. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 3%. We, we can talk about that. We can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a chat about that privately. But um, darling, you are 3% incredible. for you, 3% for Melissa, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course. You're amazing. Thank you so much. It's just been an oh, absolute thank joy. You My cheeks thank you, everybody, for listening. You're incredible. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And have a lovely, Mm -hmm. lovely rest of your Monday. Thank you very much. And enjoy those lines. I will do. (laughs) do. (laughs) Big kiss, Georgie. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.